Welcome to the Rogues Alliance Actual Play Podcast, where a few friends sit down every two weeks to play some games and record the fun for you, the listeners. Now that the crew has had their R&R, they're back to work. The heroes decide that they need to rescue Prince Valen from the vile clutches of the Empire. But where is he? How are they going to get him out? Did any of the characters actually take a knowledge skill? These questions and more are answered in Episode 15, Plan of Attack. So, welcome back, everyone. And I'm excited and a bit daunted by how this is going to turn out, because depending on how the next ten minutes of role-playing and rolling goes could very well determine very different adventures for you guys. So, I'm Jamie. I'll be DMing for you today, as always. Hey, I'm Andrew. I'm playing Davik. I'm James, and I'm playing Zero B one I'm Ryan, and I'm playing Chad. I'm Jason, and I'm playing Vex. We're going to jump back uh, to Redcon, as we mentioned before. So this is essentially happening before the briefing that was given, so we don't need to worry about that. For a couple reasons. One, because as everyone's discussions went on, it sounded more and more like you guys, as characters, didn't want to do that mission, and would rather go do this one coming up. And also, I wasn't all that particularly happy with how that briefing turned out. So, uh, As a brief recap, uh, I know that you were filled in most things on the drive over, but just so that uh, we're all clear, Dietlin did end up betrayed you all. You were hunted by Imperials. Cass got her first, uh, that we've seen in-game, Imperial Kill, as far as, like, Starfighter combat goes. You escaped Duros and into hyperspace on a not-particularly-well-plotted-out course. So the week-and-a-half trip turned into, I believe it was four or five weeks. Uh, and then you returned back to, uh, well, not returned back to, but you escaped to the planet of Dak or Moncala, depending on who's asking. So yeah, promotions were given out, and more importantly, information was found through a connection with the Dolos again. That Valen is not dead. In fact, Valen has been taken prisoner. Uh, where Valen has been taken prisoner to, we do not know yet. And we're going to jump ahead a bit, and essentially this is after you guys have... You've put forward the idea of mounting this rescue operation. Its basics have been confirmed, in that the Rebellions basically said, Yes, we will let you do this. How much they are willing to commit to this, though, is uh, subject to whatever you guys find out. So at the moment... We need to find out where Valen is, what's going on, all that. And uh, we knew that he's specifically on Coruscant, just not where, right? You knew that he was sent to Coruscant five weeks ago. Right, right. So the first thing we should do is roll our destiny points. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Yep. Seven light side points and zero dark side points. Seriously? Wow. Did anyone's obligation or duty? No one's triggered. Hmm. Does anyone want to volunteer as their character being the one that kind of puts forward, or a group of characters? Because uh, Britt has said that while Cass would desperately want to go save Valen, she is too by the book and would not have been the one to approach Alliance Brass about this being your next mission. But I will give the same preface that I gave to her when I was talking to her about this. And that going off of the films, I feel that this sort of thing is something that happens sometimes in the Rebellion. As shown by moments in the uh, the movies where things like Luke taking his ex-wing to Dagobah. Or, hey, we're going to go save this smuggler from a crime lord. And no one ever seems to blink, or it's never like they're court-martialed and they get back, so we're going for a bit of a looser interpretation of a military structure here. <laughs> Rebels can't can't spare the manpower, so they just let people get away with it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're basically a volunteer insurgency group. <laughs> yeah, beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. Yeah. They also seem to have more tech than they have people. Like, the fact that who can just steal an X-Wing and leave. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Vec would be okay with doing it, especially considering he was one of the loudest people putting it forward in the first place. Yeah, I feel like Vec's definitely one of them, if not the one put forward. So we're going to be jumping ahead a bit in that I don't think that we need to roleplay through that, the whole, uh, you know, approaching the brass or whatnot. 
But we need to find out what you guys know and your information. So at the moment, you have a duty reward. You can spend the duty reward and get the answer. Spending your duty will let you know where Valen is, essentially the basics of what security you might have to get through, and that's pretty much it. And when I say where he is, I mean specific location on planet. I don't just mean he's yeah. on this planet. <laughs> yeah, like building. <laughs> yeah. Okay. However, you can also put yourselves out there and roll a number of rolls. Um, that can be group checks or single. Only one of them needs to be done, but you guys can add in more. But things stack, right? So more despair, more triumph. If we go the rolling way, no matter what, you will always get the information. Your roll will determine what information, and will more importantly determine how long it takes you to find out, which can affect where Valen is. But it does mean that if you go that way, you will then have your duty rewards spent, either for gear, for a new ship, or for an asset from the Alliance. Like, I don't know, a small fleet or army to go save a prince, or <laughs> anything like that. You know, sneaking yourselves into highly classified Imperial facilities. Hint, <laughs> <laughs> No. Not even so much hint in. No, like, <laughs> literally, like, man, it'd be really great if we could sneak into stormtroopers, but we don't have any stormtrooper armor. And, oh, look, we have stormtrooper armor that we have to get back at the end of the mission. But, hey, we all look like Imperial officers right now. <laughs> Except for those aliens. Dirty aliens. <laughs> hey, everybody needs somebody that can Yeah, my head won't fit in stormtrooper armor. I'm just picturing Stormtrooper armor that's been tailor made for Daru's and heads, and it's just like, cheesy <laughs> <laughs> <Chibi> Stormtrooper. <laughs> I got a little blue for a Stormtrooper. <laughs> Other than using the do your reward to get the information, I don't know that any of us are really qualified to get it on our own. Oh, look We're... at all those destiny points you have. Yeah, that's true. Do any of us have knowledges? I've got 25 yeah. experience left. And so I could grab two pips and knowledge <laughs> more. I have knowledge outer, outer rim and knowledge underworld. But the thing is, I've got one intellect. So I could be a thesaurus or <laughs> an encyclopedia for a group check. Because it was the roles that were proposed were knowledge war. They were example roles that I gave. You guys can always make suggestions for other roles, and you can always make suggestions for mixed roles, right? Of like, I use this role, but instead I use this skill, and I would be like, well, yeah, but you still have to use this attribute, or, you know. I mean, as an example, Skullduggery could potentially yeah. be used, but it would literally mean stealing the information. Yeah. I've got pretty good Skullduggery. Because, I mean, even when we do find out where he is, it's going to be brutal to get in there, if we don't have help. Yeah. I definitely think we should go the rolling route right. to, get, you to get the info. Yeah. If you guys have other ideas, you are also always welcome to suggest them forward. Because I don't want this to feel too arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Rolling just seems like a good way to be able to kind of compress days, weeks, or months worth of time yeah. into... Yeah. No, I actually I really like that. Um, you guys are okay with that? I mean, on any knowledge check, I'm rolling three greens, so that's not horrible. Yeah, I'm rolling three greens, too. Um, I have for intelligence. I have education, outer rim, and underworld as my Okay, so then you one point in each. You'd be doing the rolling and someone can assist and give you a boost die. Yeah, and you could always boost up one. Yeah, um, exactly. So seems like the uh wanna wait to think after we get our information from rolling, then think of what to use the duty yeah. that reward for yeah, more and, specifics. Yeah, and keep in mind that depending on the roll, like it like Andrew can roll his education. Sorry, you had education, outer rim and underworld. Okay, so I would let you do that with either Underworld or Education. Okay. And potentially, depending on what comes to that, you may want to then roll a Skullduggery check to get more information. 
Or yeah, like how to, how to use that information. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say Underworld would give us the best chance of them being able to follow up with something Skullduggery-ish. Or a backdoor-ish type. Skullduggery-ish? Skullduggery-ish. So yeah, do, uh, I can roll that. Alright, so, so build you... your pool and tell me what you got. So how many... Just one boost die? Uh, build your pool first. Okay. Pool is built. Uh, yeah, just one boost die. Okay. Um, so what are you rolling with right now? Uh, I'm rolling with one yellow and three green and one blue. So as I mentioned before, this is a high risk, high reward. <laughs> so I'm not actually going to make this uh, an insanely difficult check, except it's going to be an insanely difficult check. <laughs> it is a fully upgraded check at three reds. So let's flip a destiny point on that one. Yeah, I'd be okay Downgrade or upgrade? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm thinking downgrade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got two success and two advantage. And that was your knowledge underworld, right? Yes, it was. Alright, so we're slightly skewing what the knowledge skills are used as book, but I'm okay with that. And it makes sense to me. And who was helping you out with that? Who gave the boost? I think you said that you were. Yeah, it makes sense. We're right. kind of working together on something. You guys went back to your source, as mm. it were, and yeah. started hitting up swoop racers and underground circuits, that kind of thing. Reaching out to old contacts. And it takes a while. Over three weeks, you reach out and then wait and wait and wait. And finally, information comes back to you. It's delivered back through a number of contacts that you have in both the racing circuits and, you know, criminal underworlds. Valen is no longer on Coruscant. Valen has actually been recently transferred and is currently being held on the prison world of Mustafar. Mustafar is a planet in the Outer Rim. It is a volcanic planet for real-world reference. It's where Obi-Wan and Anakin have the really cool fight at the end. And since the Clone Wars, it has, obviously, been converted to an Imperial prison world. There is one civilian colony on Mustafar. It's <coughs> tiny. It's a mining colony. It is very tiny and underneath high Imperial control, or heavy Imperial control, I mean. And for your two advantages, I'm going to tell you two additional pieces of information. The first piece of information is it's going to give you a particular location of the prison on Mustafar. And it points out that it has a number of vents that are essentially there to uh, expel the high heat gases that the lava and the volcanic you know, expels and kind of builds up. It is a highly guarded prison, like we are talking high level maximum security. So that's one of your advantage. And for the second advantage, there is a rumor that Valen was transferred on orders of the Inquisitorius. You know in game what that is? You would hear people with knowledge of warfare would know. I'd let you roll an education to see if you did know any actual specifics. Okay. I'm fine saying that anyone's heard rumors of Vader's right hands. Scary people that show up and then people are dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would I be rolling for an education? You're not going to develop despair or anything, so I'm mm. just going to say that's a formidable check, which okay. I believe is going to be... I'll say four. Okay. Just one advantage. I failed. You've heard rumors of them. You know that they've been around almost since the Empire came into being. But that's it. That's it. Okay. They're a thing that the Empire has. Yep. Okay. So, that took you three weeks to find out. Also, just for a bit of outer game knowledge, that actually could have been worse. I mean, to me, the prison planet still sends preferential to, you know, Coruscant. Yeah, yeah. Especially Before given our status as, you know, really not on in the Empire's good graces at the moment. Coruscant's only benefit would, would be that it'd be very easy to blend in until you make your move, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> but then once we make a move, collateral damage becomes an issue. Yep. I wasn't actually thinking about you. I was <laughs> thinking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sith mode activated. <laughs> 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 
At this point, it's been eight weeks since he got picked up. I love more knowledge, but that's a lot of extra time that he's in jail. If yeah. we look again. Depends how well you roll. <laughs> <laughs> we rolled well, and it was three weeks. I mean, they obviously want him alive, so they're not going to let him get too damaged in prison. Do <laughs> <laughs> we know that? If they wanted him dead, they'd have killed him by now. That is true. Yes. So, well, at least that's a safe assumption to make. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you might be a little worse for wear. You know, you might have the whole, like, the, the, that line from Half-Baked. You know, you drop your pants and run backwards through a cornfield. You know, but... <laughs> we'll be alive. And mostly intact. So, what you're saying is making another check to increase the odds that we can get in because we'll have better information is worth the cost of his time being there? I think so, yeah. I, I mean... You also need to tell me what you're looking for at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like a skullduggery check, maybe, to try and get, like, guard rotations or, um, or security information, like, uh, actually how the wiring would have worked. Yeah. Or if anyone's ever escaped. Or if anyone's ever escaped, escaped. you know, ways we might be able to, you know, like, slice into the system and... Or if there's anywhere nearby that we might be able to steal some, uh, heat-resistant suits to go down those vents. What do you guys think? Making the check still kind of worries me. I think we don't currently have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. I think we know he's in prison... I think we need more information to make a plan. Okay. Is kind of where I'm at. So, yeah. I definitely think you should flip another destiny point when you make your check. <laughs> <laughs> so what specifically, like, of those choices, what do you think you should look for? Security information? Or, actually, if anybody's ever broken out, sounds like the most applicable one. I would go for security to get in and get out, and potentially put the flipping of the destiny point as we find somebody, or found somebody, who has broken out before. As, as a story point. And that would be why our role is being augmented. Okay. I'm willing to make a skull degree check for that. And what are you rolling for that? Three greens. Er, sorry, three yellows. I got two yellows. <coughs> you want to assist? Sure. Alright, so first of all, you now, as you now know that Valen has been transferred, and I think specifically this does apply quite aptly to Vec, considering the conversation you guys just had, Vec is aware that you were under the gun for time. Mm-hmm. And that might make you cut corners. That might make you not ask the right questions. That might make things harder. And that is going to give you a setback die. And so, specifically looking for breakouts, break-ins, ways in, uh, security features and whatnot, uh, is going to be a particularly rough check. And that that is going to be, without destiny points being spent on it, because it is highly dangerous, that is a daunting check of four purple with two of them upgraded. So it's two purple and two red. So, I've got Steady Nerves. Remove one setback per rank of Steady Nerves from Cool or Skullduggery checks. Alright. Yeah, I think downgrading that right again. Okay, so two successes, two threat. Let's see, for two success and two threat. The vents are one way in. There have to be some mountain climbing up. And again, this is really more volcano mountain climbing. So, that's an option, I suppose. <laughs> Transports into and out of the facility do leave on a fairly regular schedule overall. That is another possibility. There are certain Imperial craft that seem to have been uh, earmarked or flagged through uh, Imperial transponders and whatnot as just having clearance to come and go. Finding one of those ships and using it to get there might be an option. So, so that's it as far as transports go. A ground assault towards the prison is possible, but... It's a prison on a mountainous volcano planet, and there's only one town on this planet ever. So, not the best option either, in my opinion. You do the train job. Well, <laughs> the fact that there are transports that come in and out means that there is a landing pad, so... 
How many weeks did that add? That added one week. That said, I mean, I'm almost wondering maybe we should use the the duty to get works. a mining ship and drill some sort of ship to get down to the surface. Well, it's possible anyway. A ship with those uh, imperial codes to get past security. Yeah. Oh, good God! And none of us are any good at lying. No. Or any of us, like even with well, Cass and Gar, I don't even care. Think Cass and Gar are good at lying. No. Gar's good at bullying enough that you well, can't yeah. notice that he did. Yeah, Gar's good at intimidation. But... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. All yeah. The truth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got three cunning, but... Yeah, I think that makes you our best liar. I mean, hopefully, if we had the codes, and, like, maybe we, we could get outfits to just walk in and walk out. That, it's going to collapse. We're, we're, gonna, we're not going to walk in and walk out. Right. <laughs> so, with the threat that you generated, I don't feel that you were able to find any particular list of those ships. A computer check might be able to track them down to give you an idea, an idea of what those ships are. Whether it's bounty hunters or Imperial or what. Yeah, and that will give you a better choice because I have a basic list in my head and there are some of them that I wouldn't be able to just give you for the duty reward. But, it, yeah. I have crappy computers. Still might be the best option. Uh, I'm probably the computer guy. Yeah, I think that's uh, uh, Davik's job. I have two yellows and two greens. Let's do it. I like those. Are we, now, are we, still going, are we still thinking the plan of, like, transport down? Is that, like, what we're going to probably... Yeah, hopefully. Aim to. Because, I mean, it sounds as though the most... I mean, depending on what comes in and out, we may be able to just get in and out of there with the Minoc. Alter the registration. Maybe. You know? I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of getting dropped off on planet, running up the mountainside, and... <laughs> <laughs> and then my way. <laughs> Finding a way out. <laughs> we saved the prince. How do we get out? Well, <laughs> I, I have a terrible idea, but it would be really cool and funny. <laughs> Split the team... Oh. <laughs> uh, drop some people down the chute to go and get the prince and get him running out while we have one person just waiting on the landing bay with the Minoc and have Garg just like harassing everybody around him to just hold up the red tape. And then so whoever went down the chute is just hauling ass. <laughs> and we're just talking to him about customs papers or whatever and then just freaking go immediately. It's a bad idea, but I think it would be cool. <laughs> I kind of actually, yeah. That's kind of sort of almost how I pictured it. Like if we did a straight landing, yeah, and then we come in, gar just gars all well, over the place. I almost think, then, like almost think in the sense that maybe like a prisoner transfer or something, or a prisoner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like prisoner drop off. Yeah, yeah, and it obviously even if he wouldn't be scheduled, and gar could sort of take the point of being like, hey. Well, I, I mean, like I'm wondering if, if prisons and Star- if this kind of prison planet in Star Wars universe works kind of like the ones do in the Chronicles of Riddick universe, in which. You just kind of drop off bounties at the, you know, at the nearest prison. Not for this one. (laughs) (laughs) It could be like, we're here to drop off me as a prisoner, and I've got my beridium charge backpack bomb. (laughs) So, like, the first person that decides that they want to have a conversation with me that I can't end, I've got a friggin' dead man switch on this thing, so it just sort of changes the conversation to me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how far we can get in, but considering, like, even in Return of the Jedi, when a... Thermal detonator came out. Conversations started happening again. Yeah. The guns went away. Yeah, people and, like their lives. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when it's sixty pounds of the same stuff that goes into the yoto, 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 that would at least get us some way into the hallway. Yeah. yeah. So, do you want me to do the computer check, maybe, to see if we can't find, figure out what's coming in and out? Yeah. Well, and if we have any any sort of like transponder code that we might be able to. Spoof onto the... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. 
borrow in air quotes. <laughs> what uh, what am I rolling against for? What's your pool so far? I'm assuming someone's assisting me. Does anyone have computers? No. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm not, okay, that's cool. This nice blue die. All right. Um, so TL, two green, one blue. That is going to be a a daunting check of four purple. Oh, okay. Should Let me know flip? about destiny points before you roll. Should we flip to upgrade one of mine, maybe? Then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Go for it. Okay. Let's do it. This is also a very scary prospect, so I'm actually flipping one of mine to upgrade a purple. No. <laughs> <laughs> two failures. But I have a triumph and two advantage. Okay. Two failures, a triumph, and an advantage. Are you okay with me adjudicating the whole thing? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, because of the failure, you do not find a list of ships that are normally flagged. You were looking for the registry of these ships are allowed to come here and these ships aren't. You didn't find that. For the advantage, I will give you... Then you managed to track down sort of an outdated registry... That's similar. So you're reasonably sure that you can use it as a basis to uh, alter on a, a shuttle or a freighter or anything like that. Okay. Keep in mind, though, that without that list of ships, you don't know what the typical ship to arrive is. Essentially, not to blow a hole in Ryan's idea, I can't promise you that freighters are allowed to show up here. <laughs> For your triumph, I will give you the last ship that came and went. On this old list? Nope. I will give oh. you like the most recent ship that has arrived and left to the Mustafar prison. Oh, cool. The last ship is a uh, CR-90 Corvette registered to the Imperial Security Bureau with the name of uh, Spectre. Huh. It's uh, under the command of Agent Hadrian Vicarin. We know that guy. <laughs> Technically, you don't. Well, that, like, not, <laughs> it's not yeah. on the news. Yeah, yeah it's on the news. That was yeah. not. <laughs> he does know you. <laughs> we know him insofar as you've seen him before. <laughs> on. How long did that take? <laughs> that only took a day. That blows... How the hell are we gonna land? If that's even still gonna be part of the plan. I mean, we need a ship to get out. We can get a Sierra 90 Corvette. What? If we spend our, our duty, that's within the. We can actually get a Sierra 90 Corvette. Not uh, permanently. We can get one permanently. You can get one permanently? Yeah, we, we can all pool together to get one ship up to the rarity that we're. Uh, well, I think, at, right? I think normally with that, though, it's like GM allowing. Yeah. That's rarity 5. And that, um, yeah, everything is everything has yeah, to be exactly. first. But <laughs> yeah. yes, Ryan is right. Rules is written. That's yeah, true. It's an option to ask for. You could also, if you wanted, use your duty. It's a bit more risk reward. But if you want to use your duty to stage an attack to capture the Spectre, that is a possibility. Well, it also gives something to do roleplay wise when Alan and Britt aren't here. Yeah, because for better or worse, I, I think it would be better if they were here when we did the actual raid. I think it would be, but. Sorry, right now I'm just looking at this ship and what it's got, and it's... I gotta see this thing. The CR-90? Oh, so that's the top, and then... What's the, uh... It's, it's a blockade runner. Blockade runner. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, the Spectre is a blockade runner, but it's been modified. This is all out-of-game knowledge that you most of you would have because you were there. Mm. But it's been modified with an extended hangar deck. If we take it, can we keep it? Yes. That's what I'm saying. So the difference between this is that if you were to use your duty reward to just get a stock CR-90, it's literally the rebellion going, you guys have earned this, here you go. Yeah. Spending risk reward is the rebellion going, absolutely, we think this would be a great asset fruit and we will help you get it, mm. but there's still the chance you'll die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or get other people killed. <laughs> well, it's not a very Jedi thing, but there is an aspect of it being good revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing there's no Jedi in this group yet. 
The only problem with having one of these Corvettes is the fact that we then need 30 to 165 people to offer it. (laughs) That said, though, if we acquire it for the Rebellion... Yes, the assumption is that you have crew. Okay. Yeah. Can you even land in the same, like, space docks with one of those things? Uh, Most starports would be able to. to. Um, Most would. With the hangar that's put on it, your freighter wouldn't fit inside it, but I would be willing to say that it can dock on the outside. But that, that would mean be that, hilarious. Well, it does mean that your freighter then becomes, like, the Minoc could become a target if you get yeah, back, course, right? Yeah. Like, it's not safe inside. And I actually went looking, like, I went to the D20 forums. My question even got asked on the podcast. I can show you the recording and <laughs> answer it. Cool. Cool. There is no way to upgrade a CR90 Corvette's hangar to be large enough to fit a freighter. You could go buy a smaller freighter. So, yeah. like, uh, the Hawk 290. So, for those that play Dark Forces and Dark Forces 2, the Moldy Crow would fit. Or we could just get a bunch of Starfighters. Yes, and it's not like there's already some TIE fighters in its hangar deck right now, unless they don't survive the fight. And, I mean, before we... Jad wants this thing so badly for what's inside of it. <laughs> unless you guys have a better option, as far as I can see, the two options, or three options that you have presented to you right now, or really just two options, is one, go try and steal a security officer's Corvette and make Jad the happiest Duros in the world. <laughs> or... Requisition a ship, either a shuttlecraft or a corvette or something from the Alliance, and try and hack the old security codes onto it and hope that that works. Or do that same thing to the Minoc and hope that that works and that a freighter can get through. No, Of of those three, stealing the corvette sounds like the best option to me because we know it can land there. We know it can land there, and once we take it, I'm presuming that if we use Rebellion assets to take it, those rebellion assets will stay on board to yep. assist us with taking the prison. Yes. Also, I yeah. think I think trying to outfit our transponder code on yeah. the Minoc would be a bad idea. I think that's like the weakest of, of the three. Yeah. You know, without current information to yeah, guarantee that we yeah. can land the Minoc there, I don't think that's a valid option. Plus, the boarding mission is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I no, like, activate. I mean, personally, like, personally, Davik isn't going to be Davik certainly isn't going to be the one doing a lot of, uh, like, out-and-out fighting, per se. But, you're in the rebellion, boy. But, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, I picture you being like, door closed, door open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it. <laughs> but, the boarding one does seem to me, like, probably the most lucrative, if we are successful. Yeah. Alright, so we're all agreed on this one? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got a spacesuit and a uh, utility belt. Utility belt. Um, right. Utility belts. Rarity of zero, so yes, you can have utility belts for sure. Oh, uh, spacesuit. Rarity of one. Oh, yeah, you can. So, Andrew, you're okay yes. with Davik lending me 41 credits? Yes, I'm okay with that. Sweet. You give me 41 credits. Buying a second second proton grenade. I'm going to buy some heavy clothing. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. If all I want is the Meg boots, droids in space. Do I need a spacesuit? No, but you still have to pay the full cost to get the Meg boots. We could always say the price for a full spacesuit for Zero B One would be the price of the Meg boots plus installation. Yep. Cool. You will all have the choice to have a number of minions to come with you, and you can either tell them to do stuff or you can tell them to form around you. And the benefit of when they're in that formation is, first off, if you get hit, you can narratively say that, no, your minion got hit. It does not mean that your character went, yeah. ha! <laughs> yeah. You know? It's just worse that's your character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it means that they heroically dove in front of you. It means that the shot was always intended for them. It, you know, that's yeah, yeah. 
Would I be able to flip a destiny point to say one of my goons had a space suit and I'm just going to be using it for this mission? I'm going to give it back afterward? You can flip a destiny point to get a space suit for this mission. Alright. I'm fine giving you them for this mission without the <laughs> It just means they all have to be given back. I, unless yeah. you spend it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to keep yours. I really only want it for right now. Yeah, then you'll be given the equipment. I like the idea of being able to walk on things. Yeah, yeah. cool. So we're using the Minoc to board? I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, I think that was like sort of the general. Alright, so, so we've... Like, uh, stick to the side of it and yeah. then open up an airlock and breach in. Yep, exactly. Or potentially drop it right off on flyby if this is how... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, make I don't have a lightsaber yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't have breach yet. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Alright, so... Thankfully, Agent Karen does not keep his ship tagged in with a fleet. Which is great for you guys. With our tag-along fleet, is it possible to bring something with an interdictor drive? I don't think... Uh, what? 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 No. Okay. <laughs> interdictor cruisers are basically... Gravity wells. They, yeah, they, they create gravity wells so that people can't use hyperdrive around. Yeah. Well... They can pull ships out of hyperspace. Yeah, they, they can. Yeah. Because they act, they act as a... No. What are you thinking? I wasn't thinking of how... I was thinking this is a problem, that this is the only way that I could do <laughs> it. I'll like, give you mine. Prevent them from escaping. Mine? Okay. Alright, so for this mission, with your duty reward spent, the Rebellion has put forward a, uh, a Quasar Fire Escort Carrier, uh, which is essentially a ship carrier, slightly bigger than, than the, the Blockade Runner is, and able to carry ships, which Ryan is currently on. So Ryan, you were part of uh, an X-Wing squadron. Okay. Would you like to pick your name, and it has to be not a stupid or uh, sarcastic one. <laughs> and now you guys are all boarding onto the Minoc. Cass is in the pilot seat, um, a bit... A bit wary. Not so much that, you know, she's never done this before, but it has been a bit since she's actually been the one flying the stick. Yeah, because she, she stayed on the mine off for the last fight, too. Yeah. yeah, and she was a Y-Wing gunner. She wasn't the pilot. Yeah, no. Yeah. She's, she's had training. She's definitely competent to do it. And then Gar is uh, hooking himself up into the turret cannon, top one, so he'll be providing cover support for you as well. So, at the moment, you are currently traveling through hyperspace. You have tracked down where... The Spectre is meant to be. Over the lads, you can hear the countdown of, you know, some guy who's in the CEC is currently counting down of, you know, point to arrival, and he's like, over the announcement, it's like, all pilots to your ships, all pilots to your ships, arriving in 10, 9, and, you know, if you think of the scene in uh, A New Hope, or if you ever watch Battlestar Galactica, where it's like, the hoses are being unscrewed and dropped down, and you've got people, like, clearing away as your X-Wings are being uh, prepped up. On the Minoc, there is you guys as well, and if you choose... You can choose to have some soldiers coming with you. So here's the deal. For our folks on the ground, each of you can take up to two minions to come with you as a squad. So the most basic role of any squad or squadron leader, beyond keeping up morale, is to deploy troops. A leader can order his squad into a formation by making an average leadership check as maneuver, though combat conditions may alter the difficulty. Organizing into a formation outside of combat is a simple or easy check, so it can be a free check. If the targeted minions possess discipline as a uh, group skill, you can add a boost out of your check. They have that. Success indicates that the squad has successfully transitioned into a new formation, <laughs> while failure means that you have not been able to establish it and you lose any benefits. And then we have a list of squad formations. Now, I know Ryan's got the book as well, but it's things like you can tell your squad to dig in. This adds setback to any attack starting the squad or its leader while in this formation. You can tell them to go into a, a skirmish squad. That adds boost out any vigilance checks. Concentrating fire adds a uh, boost at any attack that you make. So it's using these guys to give you boost, setback, die, and as I said before, they can take hits for you. But they're minions. Hits mean they die. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, or get unconscious or whatever, right? Yeah, like, yeah. If you resoundingly win, but one of your minions got hit, I'm willing to say that they took a glancing blow, but... Out of the fight, but not out for life. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, you had the same, except I'm giving you three okay. instead of two. And I mean, you have these no matter what. It's your choice whether you want to utilize them, whereas it's your guys' choice about whether or not they're coming with you. You said two per? Yeah, two each. I would have some people with me. Can I get, like, two floaty ball droids? You can. What, like the destroyer droids? Actually, not the rolling ones. No, he means, like, the little targeting droids. Would I, oh, okay. would I be able to bring, like, someone, like, an astromach or something, or some sort of droid to help me, like, with slicing and stuff, maybe? Would that be, like, or at least give me, like, a boost computer check or something? Along with someone who could actually shoot and protect us? <laughs> My major thought among using droids, I'm not all that leadershipy, mm-hmm. and... Who wants to take orders from a droid? If they're told to, they will. Yeah, I know, but it's... I I get this strong sense of droids being second class citizens. (laughs) Oh yeah, they totally are. It's like, hey, look, boy, people listen to R2. Yeah. (laughs) That's because R2 was smart. (laughs) Yeah, okay, okay. Let's let's think of it this way. You're a seven-foot-tall, looming droid that has two imposing swords... That has been known to slice full minion groups into shreds. You, you have combat experience. Yeah, yeah. There's a certain amount of respect for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, so Andrew, here's the deal. You can have an astromech. Okay. You're sacrificing one of your minions, which means you only have yeah, one yeah. minion. No, I understand. So there are rules to having an astromech as a helper. Uh, essentially, you're always getting a boost die from whatever check you're assigning. So in this case, your computer checks. Okay. Because he's assisting you all these. Yeah. And then if on, in this case, computer checks, I mean, this is for piloting, but we're, right, right. we're switching it. You can spend either three advantage or a triumph to gain the benefit of one of these astromech maneuvers. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Which, do I have an astromech in my x Yes, you do, which means you need those as well. Okay. All right, so Andrew is taking one soldier and one astromech droid. You were taking two baldroids. For future reference, although we can continue with this, I'm willing to say that after Alliance soldiers have seen you in combat after a few times, they're going to start getting over any bigotries that they might have. And be like, you know, the droid might know what he's doing. <laughs> But for this case, you're given two targeting droids. Uh, I would like two goons, like a, a heavy and a technician type guy. Thematically, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Are there any Zabraks in the... Uh... Sure. Yeah, okay. Zabrak heavy guy, then. All right, so Zabrak heavy. <laughs> and a Moncal technician. Andrew, <laughs> um, pick a species for your soldier with you. Let's go Twilight. Uh, all right, so Vec... Your two people directly under command, and I mean, the idea is that all of these are this is your this is your collective squad, yeah. but you consider these guys to be under your particular commands. So Vec, you have a the Zabrak Zane uh, is under your command, and the Moncal Thalbin, zero B one, two droids under your command are B two and B three. The Twi'lek soldier uh, assisting you is named Spanum. I would like Andrew and Ryan to each roll me a proficiency die. Highest roll wins. So, essentially, success beats advantage, triumph beats success. Well, I'm not going to win. I got a success. All right. Do <laughs> you have a boy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the, uh, the, the droid assisting you is a blue astromech droid, whitish silver dome, with a uh, kind of looks like uh, caution tape sides on the top, and his name is R2EK0, uh, uh, otherwise known as Echo. Ryan. Yes. Do you have a squadron name? Tuscan maces was what I came up with. You mean like the gaffy sticks? Yeah, but maces sounds, you know, fancier. Yeah, <laughs> is there a shortcut <laughs> for that? Like, would it be Tuscan maces one, Tuscan maces three, 
Tuscan I mean, Mason. You should probably just go with Tuscan 1, Tuscan 2, Tuscan, Tuscan 1. 3. Well, I actually kind of like Tuscan 4. You know, there's the typical, like, red, blue, whatever. Yeah. There's Rogue Squadron, Wraith Squadron, there's Twin Sun Squadron, there's Dark Sword Squadron. So, yeah, Tuscan Squadron and Tuscan Mace's Squadron work. Yeah, Tuscan Mace's would be the full name, but they just go by Tuscan 1, Tuscan right. 2. Right. Yeah. Roll whatever numbered dice you have in front of you. Okay. <laughs> and, of course, everyone weapon falls into Eight. Congratulations, Tuscan 8. And then roll it two more times for me. All right. Two. Nine. All right. So, Tuscan 8, your wingmen are Tuscan 2 and Tuscan 9. I thought you said I got three. Oh, yeah, we're only one more number. Five. Oh, Tuscan 5. Ryan. Yes. Your archer unit was uh, given to you last minute, because, you know, you're a last minute addition to the squadron for the mission, which is probably why you're a random number in there, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Can I pull Hako in as one of the Tuscans? Yeah, yeah, he's in there. Sweet. In fact, Hako is the one who gives you your droid. A uh, fairly beat-up astromech. Its actual, like, designation number is R2-G4, okay. uh, but everyone calls the droid Glitch. Now, which Tuscan is he going to be? Let's make him five for uh, Paco. Yeah. Jamie? Yes? Looking at the astromech actions... Yes. We'll play it by ear with the advantage. Okay. Advantage for okay. I mean, I essentially, you're walking around with a free boost arrow. <laughs> Even if it's just that, I'm okay with that. We can adjudicate adv- uh, advantage and triumph as we go, as we normally okay. do. Okay. Okay. So, your information on the location of the Spectre was pulled in by the Bothan spy net. Right. Uh, only a couple Bothans died getting that information. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So this is a, a like, two-Bothan uh, information oh, packet? Let's be honest. <laughs> if, uh, if the Bothans are after this, I doubt any Bothan died to find out where a ship was. Like, you know. <laughs> and the countdown continues. Jad is now uh, in his uh, X-Wing orange jumpsuit helmet. No breather mask for some reason. No, so that's how it works in Star Wars. <laughs> and you guys are all getting set up in the Minoc, and rather than loading in, Glitch squawks at you <laughs> sarcastically. <laughs> the X-wing does have a little like readout, so you can actually understand what it's saying because you know it'll it prints out across there. Echo falls in beside you. Your troops are all beside you, and you know the droids are just kind of prime up, and I assume link in with your systems as well, so that you have some uh, droidy communications between you. You know, your guys' troops are checking guns, your heavy's checking it across. Again, that's a thematic, so if you want him to thematically have a giant, you know, the heavy cannon, mm. sure, but you're not getting Yeah, he's not damage. doing the damage or anything. Yeah. 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 Question, with all of the weeks that we spent digging up information, would we have had time to repair the hull trauma to the Platinum Minoc? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Rogues Alliance Actual Play Podcast. For character bios, fan art, and more, check out our wiki page at roguesalliance.wikia.com. Music and sound effects are owned by LucasArts, Lucasfilm, Valve, The Walt Disney Company, or are from the sites freesound.org, freesfx.co.uk, and tabletopaudio.com. Questions and comments can be sent to Feedback at roguesalliance.ca. Tune in every two weeks for more of our ongoing adventures as we blow stuff up, learn rules, and generally have a good time. Yeah, I was just telling Jason the other night how, uh, like, I find it amusing how my guy went from, like, you know, a fairly, like, upstanding engineering student to essentially, like, a pretty... Pretty underhanded criminal, like <laughs> oh, yeah. underworld knowledge, skullduggery. I'm basically a terrorist, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
All the places you'll go. You're, you're an insurgent. Oh, did we decide if we're lieutenants or lieftenants? <laughs> I don't know if you're voting. I'm a lieutenant. I'm down with that. I vote red tenant. <laughs> I vote David tenant. <laughs> oh, oh, I changed my vote to that. <laughs> David tenant. <laughs> Junior David. <huh? laughs> David tenant. Junior grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see who plays that. I guess. Oh man, how funny would it be if there was a bunch of uh, like old Clone Wars guys? They're like looking through the. Uh, the like the personnel list. I was like, Obi Wan's here. I want to serve with him. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Wait, wait is that a zero? <laughs> yeah, it's like that doesn't. That's spelled right. <laughs> that means it's Obi Wan. <laughs> this shows it's a droid. <laughs> yeah. Alan and Britt listening to this are gonna lose their shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? <laughs>